1: In my new book, with Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Deborah Diaz, a divorce and family law attorney serving the Tampa, Florida area. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for the invitation and opportunity. You are welcome. Before we get started, a couple of quick, quick legal disclaimers. Number one, Ms. Diaz is an attorney in the state of Florida. If you are not in the state of Florida, please seek counsel where you are. If you, we are not giving any legal advice on today's podcast and a thank you to financial advisor, Robert Lehman, who introduced us. Deborah, let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place?
2: Well, I know this might sound trite, but uh, since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I grew up watching Perry Mason, and believe me, that's not what lawyers do, but <laughs> that was one of my favorite shows, and I always wanted to be, to be a lawyer, and when the opportunity presented itself, because law is actually a second career for me, uh, I decided to take the plunge and go to law
1: school. What was the first career?
2: I uh, have a bachelor's in industrial and labor relations from Cornell University, and I was working in the HR field as an assistant uh, director in uh, human resources.
1: Well, the ILR school is quite well-renowned, as is Syracuse University where you gra- for law school, where you graduated a few years ahead of me. So how, how does a Florida part, so did you go end up, were you from them? upstate New York, and then you went to Florida and you saw the light and said, I want sunshine? Uh, Yes, definitely. (laughs) I'm
2: originally from Rochester, New York and had visited uh, Florida for several years because my mother had moved to the Florida, Tampa, St. Petersburg area. And when I graduated from law school, it was like that decision you make. If I take the New York bar, set up a practice, it's kind of unreasonable to think, oh yeah, I'll leave in five years as you get things going. I just decided to take the plunge and study for the Florida Bar, and that's what I did.
1: Well, good for you. Now, how did you arrive? You could have specialized in any area of law. Why divorce and family law?
2: People, people. And when I first started out, I was practicing a combination of employment law and family law. But as as just uh, so busy and as the law changes, there's so many changes, really, almost every single day. You got to stay on top of things. I decided to just stick uh, to uh, family law and I discontinued the employment law area
1: and just concentrated on family law issues. And what do you think some of the biggest mistakes people make are when they're when they need a family lawyer, when they're dissolving a relationship or discussing child custody issues?
2: Think that they think that they know what uh, the law is. They listen to friends and families, neighbors, their hairstylists. They listen to, they do a Google uh, search. And I always say, and I have it on my desk actually, don't confuse your uh, Google search with my law degree. Uh, it is really, it, even if it's just a consultation, when there are children and property involved, it's worth it to have a consultation with an attorney that will explain the law, explain the rights, kind of go through a list of do's and don'ts, because that's what I do. Um, And I hope, I always feel that I add value to somebody that's met with me as I uh, talk about um, what they're going to face.
1: What do you think separates you, differentiates you, makes you more relatable than so many, you know, family lawyers that you might see their names on a billboard or something?
2: Uh, I'm authentic. I say I I tell clients what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And over and over again, that's what I'm known for. People tell me, people in the community say they know that. I don't I'll go in with rose-colored glasses. I'm not going to tell uh, someone that they are going to get alimony if I know what the state of the law is and based on their specific facts they don't they're not going to qualify for alimony I'm not going to tell someone that you know the husband's not going to get their business if you know we're in an e- equitable distribution state so got to look at the law everything there and um, it's division of property
1: now you are also um, part of of the mediation process. What is the mediation process?
2: Okay, yes. I'm also a Florida Supreme Court uh, certified family mediator. So, uh, and I like to think that it's a natural fit because I like to transform conflict. And that's really what I try to do as an attorney too because it is good to get cases resolved without going to litigation. But as a mediator, impartial, uh, problem solver, really try to empower the parties To make their own decisions because if they can make their own decisions regarding their children, especially, and assets, they're going to buy into it. They're going to appreciate it more. I say, why do you want to have someone that's unfamiliar with your background, unfamiliar with your family, decide the outcome of how you're going to raise your children for the next many, many years. If they can reach an agreement, it's much uh, easier. And that philosophy holds true in litigation and as a mediator. So, Um, I like to help people take ownership and come to a resolution. And that's what a mediator should, you know, does really, tries to empower people to come to the resolutions on their own problem solving. And the other thing is that in mediation, people can agree to things that the court can't order. So you look and say, you know, they might, you know, a a different custody arrangement or a different division of assets, something that the court has to follow the statute based on the presentation of evidence.
1: What are, every state is different. What are the ground, what are grounds for divorce in, in Florida?
2: Well, Florida is a no fault divorce state. So our statute is as long as one party believes the marriage is irretrievably broken beyond repair, the court's going to grant a divorce. It's unnecessary to say, you know, you don't have to, either spouse doesn't have to start making allegations as such as, you know, he did this to me, he withheld funds, he he calls me names, for the the numerous things, you don't have to do that. Now, where some of those things might come into play is when we're talking about the factors of determining uh, the time-sharing ratio of children. But as far as for the divorce itself, marriage irretrievably broken beyond repair they will get a divorce.
1: What are some of the, I know obviously your client identities are confidential, but what are some of the more interesting situations you've seen in your 25 years?
2: (laughs) Oh, there's, there's so many. Well, you know, over and over again, people, they make mistakes, They and they have to, you know, and right now, with the, it, not now, it's not recent, it's over the last 10 years, this explosion of social media and publishing everything that's happening, you know, is a mistake. I mean, I have it in my welcome packet, in my introduction, stay off of social media, don't be posting. You know, I liken it to people, you're trying to get a resolution, and then either spouse might go off on a vacation with their new person, love or whatever. Right. So we're trying to get a resolution. And then no matter, even if they start out congenial, you see that it's just human nature. You kind of, you know, you don't like it. So, you know, stay. So the mistakes are um, trying uh, putting things out there on social media, sometimes talking to a friends and listening to friends, not listening to their attorney. Number one, I say is, you know, I say you're paying good money for me. Listen to my advice.
0: those are a few
1: mistakes. Absolutely. Those those are good ones to point out. Who is an ideal client for you?
2: Someone that that listens, uh, is going to follow direction, understands, will listen, really be open to listening. Uh, You know, I I make an assessment. I will um, sometimes not take a client unless they'll go into counseling. Because sometimes I tell them they need the tools. I have to feel confident that they are going to be able to reach a decision competently with a clear mind and sometimes people are just so emotionally distraught they're not ready to end the relationship i have to say you have to go get um counseling that's going to be part of my uh retainer agreement before i take your
1: case wow that 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 is probably a different approach i love that so how do clients find you now how do you get the word out about what you're doing
2: i have been doing this for 27 years. <laughs> my name is out there. It is the majority is word of mouth. Majority is word of mouth and referrals uh, from from past clients. Uh, really, I do some, you know, I, and I'm, I'm involved in the community because I believe in that. I, I believe in giving back communities, you know, I've done well, the community, I want to support where I live and uh, have my business. So it's really word of mouth and my community involvement.
1: Well, those referrals are speaking, speak volumes, obviously, to the job that you are doing. You've achieved success, not only in your own practice, but obviously for for, for many, many clients over the years. What's your biggest challenge now?
2: My biggest challenge right now is I'm trying to cut back a little bit. (laughs) So... It's like, you know, it's really hard to say no. It's hard to say no when someone says, I just referred so and so to you or this. So, um, biggest, you know, and keeping up, it's always there's a lot of competing things for interest, you have to stay on top of it. The law changes so, so, uh, so quickly, we have, you know, cases are being decided uh, all the time in our district courts and in the Supreme Court of Florida. So, you got to stay on top of. So it's just balancing it all. And, and then trying to make sure that I, because really attorneys have to do this, and most people do when you're in this kind of high intense profession, is to take some time for yourself. Self-care is important. You really, you really do. Because, you know, I have the weight of the world on me sometimes. And sometimes I have to step back
1: and say, I've got to shut everything off and take some time for myself. Absolutely. That is really, really important. I'm glad you brought that up. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing?
2: That I make a difference. It really is. I, I really, I really believe I'm good at what I do when I make a difference in people's lives. I say I transform, I help them transform the, transform the conflict so that they can move on with their lives.
1: Talk, um, you are, have been quite prolific in terms of providing resources available to people online. Talk a little bit about your FAQ videos on your website.
2: Oh my! <laughs> yes, I—I I, I, knowledge is power. I say that knowledge is power. So I try to do the videos. I try—I try to write every week. Sometimes I don't reach that goal, but I'm saying you know, and I refer people and say there's all kinds of things about child support, time sharing, what to do, how to choose an attorney. Uh, you know, what's, what's coming up in the law? How, how is property divided? So, and it helps me as I write and I'm looking at this, it also helps me to stay on top of things too.
1: Absolutely. To teach us, to learn twice. Uh, tell us a little, uh, on the personal side, can you tell us a little bit about Cocoa Bear? Oh, Cocoa Bear. <laughs> yeah. My, I call him my little per legal.
2: Yeah. He's actually laying right now underneath my desk and it is hysterical because I'll say, okay, you're ready to go to work. <laughs> And he walks in with me goes underneath the desk he's sleeping but he's just um he's a Cavachon, and he's just a great he just has a great personality and really animals can bring you know you're having a rough day and animals can just help you and there's no certain, nothing like the unconditional love of a dog right you come home actually people can learn from that and say they should act like a dog sometimes because no matter what's going on the dog is jumping up and down happy to see you
1: yes I love yes I love the greeting I get from not just my wife and kids but our golden retriever at the door he's sometimes more enthusiastic than they are you are absolutely right Uh, we greatly appreciate your time we know it's incredibly valuable for our folks who are watching and listening and in the state of Florida where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you
2: They can go to my website. It's uh, www.deboradiazlaw.com. D E B O R A D I A Z law.com. And again, that's where a lot of valuable uh, resources are for uh, information on divorce, paternity, other family law issues.
1: All right. Well, we greatly, again, we greatly appreciate your time. This has been Seth Green with Deborah Diaz. Again, if you want to check her out, go to DeborahDiazLaw.com. If you are in the state of Florida, uh, thanks again to Robert Layman for introducing us. D- Deborah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done?